Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. This is Bob Getty, Kelly Center. Uh, we're both in the Southern Bank Core Studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson and Laurel at the Southern Bank Core Studios there. Glad you're with us. We're going to have a special guest on the show later in the hour. He is a Southern Miss baseball fan who lives in the heart of Mississippi State country. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to him. He has a a morning coffee with a lot of his friends uh, up in Winona, Mississippi. And uh, can't wait to find out what the topic of the conversation was uh, this morning. And, of course, the big news uh, coming out of Pearl last night, the Golden Eagles behind the incredible performance of Tanner Hall Beat Mississippi State seven to one, and uh, it was a glorious night, Luke Johnson, and the Southern Miss fans just bask in it uh, throughout the evening. Well, not only was it was it a good win, it was a great birthday present for yours truly. But as far as Tanner Hall goes, just talking to some buddies and and uh, you know guys that are have watched we've watched a lot of Southern Miss baseball. This was the the best midweek pitching performance. Maybe since Todd McGinnis, um, and you know that was that was a decade ago. <clears throat> what Tanner Hall did, and, and Ostrander talked about it after the game, Bob. He set the he he he, uh, he set his set his fastball, got it going, set his changeup, and then the rest of the night. I don't think he ever he may have touched ninety a few times, but he was able to pick apart Mississippi State. Thirteen strikeouts, one walk, scattered five hits. And it was it was a truly remarkable. And I think for a lot of us, the Golden Eagles hit the baseball with runners in scoring position, and it amounted to a seven-one dominating win over Mississippi State. You could see it coming in the first two innings, and and, and let me say this is why it was no score in the first two innings, right? But Mississippi State was striking out, and Southern Miss was hitting the baseball. Now they were hitting the baseball at people. And they were hitting in spots where the state players could get them out. But the Golden Eagles were putting bats on the ball from the opening pitch. Mississippi State was not. And, and they were not able throughout the night to get him. And, and i got to tell you this, uh, Luke. You're right. You know, he, he did two things last night. He filled up the strike zone. He kept Mississippi State batters in the hole the entire night. And he was devastating with his change of speed pitches. He would set that up, and those state kids would be swinging before the ball ever got to the plate. His his change-ups were absolutely devastating. His uh, 98 pitches over seven innings, seven shutout innings. And, yeah, that's what that's what Oz said is when he established that, um, those two pitches, he was able to work with these. You remember uh, before the on opening day at the Pete, Coach Oz had really said that, that Hall had – Really worked on and, and had gotten a changeup. And the day that, when he said this on opening day, he said Tanner's changeup is almost as good as his fastball. 
that really raised my eyebrows because we saw, you know, what had happened. So put it this way. Tanner Hall in less than 10 months has held both Ole Miss and Mississippi State to 12, count them, 12 scoreless innings. So let me ask you, uh, does he not uh, does he not contend for a weekend starting job? I mean, or do you or do you keep him as this devastating midweek pitcher? Well, it's been very fun today to hear, you know, reports last night that Mississippi State said, "Oh wow, this is Southern Miss's." Uh, you know, this is their they they said Super Bowl. I, that's not even a correct baseball analogy. But it's like, no, nah, bro, we beat y'all with our number four starter. What are you talking about? Like, this is our right. midweek guy. Right. So I, I'm I'm throwing that as banner, obviously. But so so to answer your question, you don't shake up the rotation the way it is now. But here's the thing: when you start looking at some of these midweeks we've got, so next so next week we got South Al and Tulane. You turn around Tuesday the fifteenth, you got Alabama. Um, you look at like Tuesday, April the fifth, you got Ole Miss. If your weekend rotation you know, is is good like that. You keep him where he's at. You keep right. him because right. those games, particularly until you get to conference play, those are your RPI games, your your big RPI games. And Southern Miss is going. This one will help them down the stretch, obviously. But yeah, I think right now, and until someone else, you know, until there's instability in the weekend rotation, you leave him right where he is. Dramatic moments last night. I'm I'm so happy that, that I was there to see it in the third inning. With two outs, zero zero ball game, and Gabe Montenegro absolutely laces a line drive between left and center field, gets a triple. We were sitting right at the end of third base, so you could see when it, when Gabe came around second base, Luke, he looked like a he looked like a stallion headed for the finish line at Churchill Downs. He lowered that head, which puts him pretty low to the ground when Gabe lowers his head. And he flew into second base, and the Southern Miss crowd erupted, and that, that that was dramatic moment number two. There are actually three. Sixth inning, the Bulldogs uh, load the bases. You think maybe Tanner Hall's fixed to be taken out. Coach Oz comes out, talks to him. We learned later that he said, do you want this? Hall replies, yes, sir. And he said, we'll go get him. He comes in, and, and, and Tanner strikes out the Mississippi State batter, uh, with the uh, with the bases loaded, that was an electric moment. And then there was a moment in the game that really didn't affect the outcome of the game. But uh, the the catcher, the young Montenegro kid, uh, Rico, Rico Rico hits hits a shot down the third baseline that's clearly a fair ball. The umpire is trying to get out of the way of the ball. He doesn't really see the play. He calls it fair. Scott gets you know Scott's Coach Barry's a pretty well-maintained guy, but he got pretty upset about that one and uh, argued a good bit. And then on the next pitch, after they overruled Scott Berry, Rico hits the same ball right down the third baseline, and the Southern Miss crowd erupts again. There were, there were some uh, there were some exciting moments there last night if you were dressed in, uh, in black and gold. And uh, don't buy that about Mississippi State fans not taking that game seriously. There were a lot of them there for, for – for a right fan at, base that doesn't take it seriously, they just didn't have anything to get up and cheer about. 
Yeah, I mean, right at 6,400 people, right under 6,400 people. And looking at, at some of the statistics last night, Gabe Montenegro, three for four, three RBIs and a run. You talked about that triple. Reese Ewing, one for four with a run and an RBI. Slade Wilkes, we didn't talk about that, the double that he had to Great left center. Hit. I mean, yes, yes. yeah, and so he's batting 385 right now. He's one for three last night, two ribbies and a run. And uh, as you said, Rodrigo Montenegro, two hits. And uh, two runs last night. So, so the Montenegro boys last night, Bob Getty, the they go five for nine yeah. with three RBIs and three runs scored. Yeah, they were they were magnificent. And you can't talk, you can't say too much about Slade Wilkes. This kid has really come around. He was struggling at the start of the year with a lot of case, as we know, struggled last year at the plate. But we were all big fans of his because we knew the upside, and he's really starting. He's really starting to become an offensive weapon, uh, Luke, for the Golden Eagles. He has, and and I think it's something that Heath Hinton mentioned yesterday. He's just concentrating on the bat. You just you let him do that, and uh, that's where his strength is. Uh, another big moment last night was in the eighth when Landon Harper came in and, and got in trouble. Uh, State's got you know it's a one out uh, with a double, and they just scored, so they got a man on second. Uh, it's seven to one now, and he gets Hines to ground out, and then he gets Cumbus to ground out, and and so Harper, you know, created that opportunity, and then was able to get out of it. I thought that was big too, because right. that kind of that was kind of the last hurrah for Mississippi State last night. Right. So Tanner Hall strikes out thirteen. I, I talked to Jack Duggan this morning. I was curious, what is the record, right, for one game? Now listen to this. Only Jack Duggan, the old left-hander, would know this. The record for strikeouts by a single pitcher in a single game held by Fred Waters. He struck out 19 batters against Loyola of New Orleans. Now get this, Luke, 1948. Not even Coach Denson saw that game. <laughs> 1948, and that record has held up since right after World War II. <laughs> so, but who knows? If you'd have left Tanner in, maybe maybe he'd have gotten that. But what a what an incredible night uh, for that young man! And boy, how, how good do you feel about how Coach Oz has developed this pitching staff? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's phenomenal. There's so much arsenal for him to be able to send his you know number four starter out there. And get that out of him was tremendous. And and when you look at the Golden Eagles did last night, this was one of the things we talked about. Of course, uh, you know, state maybe not the stable they had last year on the Mississippi on the uh, the World Series national championship team, but still power arms, right? So they missed struck out twenty times last year. They struck out five times last night. Right. They walked seven times. Mississippi State fourteen strikeouts. And and the biggest key to me, Bob, why this pitching staff is continues to be so good. Is that they only walked two guys no last question. night? No so. question about that. No question about that. That's a difference that Coach Oz has brought uh, to Southern Miss baseball. All right. Later in the show, we're going to talk to a good friend of ours, huge Golden Eagle fan who lives in the heart of Mississippi State country. We're going to see what what the hubbub is in that part of Mississippi today. And when we come back, we're going to talk about basketball as well. There's lots. Hey, Bob. Yes, sir. And by the way, we'll get to it later in the program. Baseball, not the only team to take down a top 10 team last night. In 100%, 100%. Softball with a huge win last night. We'll, we'll get on that when we come back. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Saw some some of the guys from Southern Bank Corp Pearl last night. Want to thank them again today, as I did last night, for their support of the Eagle Hour. Also want to thank our good friends at Dickey's Barbecue Pit for all they do for Southern Miss Athletics and this show. It's a great place to take your family seven days a week. It's a great P, a great organization to call when uh, you want to have a special event uh, for your business, for your church, for your family. Let Dickey's cater it. Also, our thanks to Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. We love Miss Kathleen and her great staff down there, and uh, we hope that you'll buy all your Southern Miss apparel from Campus Bookmart. And if you're listening in other parts of the state, you can always go to campusbookmart.net, and uh, they they will hand-deliver. They will have someone hand-deliver your merchandise right to your front door. All right, as we talked, big win for a midweek win for a baseball last night. But you know what, what kind of got a little bit lost, perhaps, uh, in the drama in Pearl was uh, what could be one of the two or three biggest wins in Southern Miss softball history as the Lady Eagles knocked off the number four Florida Gators last night. Luke, uh, that's quite a story. It really is. It's it's the uh, the the win a win against the highest ranked opponent since May twenty fifth two thousand when Southern Miss defeated number three Arizona in the Women's College World Series. So they knock off Florida last night. Florida came into the the uh, the game undefeated. I believe they were sixteen and zero. Lady Eagles a win last night and improved to twelve and five on the year. It's the highest uh, against the ranked opponent since uh, or against the ranked opponent and since uh, two thousand eighteen when they beat Ole Miss. But Florida came in the game fourth. Uh, in the country, and the Lady Eagles got the game started off. Uh, got two on in the top of the first, and uh, and freshman uh, Jana Lee from Albany, Georgia, cranked a three-run shot and immediately put the Lady Eagles out up front. Lady Eagles uh, took a, another lead um, in the fifth when they went up four to three as Florida bounced back, and then the score was tied in the top of the the uh, the seventh. Four to four, and a throwing error sent Destiny Brown home. The Lady Eagles uh, got a, a double play in the bottom of the seventh and were able to close it out. Morgan Linestock went the complete game for the Lady Eagles. She gave up nine hits and four runs, um, but her ERA still for the season is is one nine eight for uh, for Southern Miss. As I mentioned, Jenna Lee with that without a home run, she was two for three with three RBIs, and then Maria Smith uh, also hit a home run. And uh, yeah, it, it's an absolutely huge win. And and what a night! I mean, for Southern Miss ball teams, we shall call them. Lady Eagles on the road, knock off the number four team in the country, and then the men take care of uh, number nine Mississippi State. Lady Eagles softball team uh, will head down to Madeira Beach, Florida, this weekend. They will play Central Michigan at uh, tomorrow at ten a.m. But congratulations to Coach Levan and the highest or uh, the, uh, the win against the highest ranked opponent in 22 years for Golden Eagle softball. Right. Men, but the baseball team left at 1 o'clock this afternoon to go to Lafayette, so it's time to it's time to enjoy last night, but clearly you can see what Coach Barry wants. He wants that put on the shelf. He wants the baseball team focused on uh, Lafayette. They left uh, this afternoon at 1 o'clock uh, to do that. All right, the basketball team last night, and this is a different story, obviously. The men's basketball team uh, dropped the last regular season weekday game uh, last night, falling to a, to a really good UAB team that's twenty three and seven. We should point that out. Eighty one sixty eight. The Blazers hit uh, twelve three point shots. Uh, the Golden Eagles go twenty two of fifty two from the floor. Uh, and uh, you know, so Southern Miss falls now 
to six and twenty four. And and of course we've talked about this a lot. Uh you guys had uh Jay Ladner on the show yesterday and I, I wasn't here, so I don't know exactly what he said, but of course social media is a fire this morning and uh and pictures of, of what really is a horribly small crowd uh last night. And uh, and I had you know I had a couple of people Luke in Pearl last night ask me about basketball and uh, and what I thought about the coaching situation and as I explained to them I have no inside information about that uh, and I have my own opinions I, I've expressed those I think to a degree but uh, uh, the crowd uh, the loss last night uh, it just you know it, what, what does it say about the future of the program what do you, what do you think we go from here. Well, two of the things that Coach Ladner talked about yesterday, obviously Hardy's been out you know, since 2021 uh, with an injury. Mo Arnold's out for the year, so he had been playing point with Napper. Jerron Pierre will be held out until the conference tournament, most likely. Tyler Stevenson was a game-time decision last night and didn't play. So here's what you had last night. Napper played 39 minutes. Moore played 39. Pinckney played 37. Harrison Bolden played 32 each. They only played seven guys last night. Tyler Mormon with nine points. Armstrong with 12 points. You basically, you went in the game last night and you played, you played with five and a half dudes. That's what you did. Everybody, the starting five played more than 30 minutes and the other guys put an average of, uh, of about 10 and a half minutes. Now, Napper had 16, Moore had 16, Pinckney had 14, Harris had 12, Moore had a double-double with 10 rebounds, Pinckney and Harris both had 8 and 7 rebounds respectively. But yeah, you're just, you're playing underhand. And the, okay, so the, the first game, we talked about this yesterday with Coach Ladner. The first game, the first half against UAB, they were tied and then UAB blew them out in the second half. Last night, Golden Eagles were down by 12 at halftime. Come back. And UAB only outscores them 37-36 in the second half. So this was a game where first half didn't go their way, and they played their tails off in the second half. One thing you can say for Jay Ladner is is that these guys have not given up. Um, they, they continue to play hard. And whether you want to hear that or not, there is something to be said for that. And what is to be said for that is that he is getting effort out of his guys. So that that shows you in some way the way that the team feels about him. Could just be they feel about him through the remainder of the year. Could just be that they feel about him uh, just because maybe they're playing for something else. But he is getting effort out of them. But it's just not enough. You look at what they did, 13 turnovers last night, Little a little more than what they've been doing. But yeah, it's just, it makes you want to pull your hair out um, because it, it is, it's just, it's really tough to watch. Um, and it's just, it is what it is, and somebody that gets paid money that you and I don't are going to have to make decisions that will impact next year and the year after that. Yeah, that's right. All right, the Lady Eagle basketball team, season still looks good for them. They play at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, they're on the road in Bartow Arena against UAB, a, a team they actually lost six six games in a row to, I believe. But overall, the the uh, series history between the schools is uh, is just about dead even a win tonight would keep the Lady Eagles in the mix for one of the top two spots in the West and a double buy in the upcoming tournament. And it would put the Lady Eagles back in the win column. They've lost two real close games here as of late. This is huge tonight, Luke. Uh, there's a lot of implications on this game. There is. And if you're you know, a, a Lady Eagle fan, as we all are, you need to be cheering for UTEP. You need to be cheering for UTSA. You need to be cheering for Old Dominion. 
Those are the teams that have that need to win. Louisiana Tech needs to lose. North Texas needs needs to lose. Right now, the conference standings are in the West: Louisiana Tech ten and seven, Southern Miss eight and seven, North Texas eight and seven, UAB eight and eight. So, Lady Eagles probably can't catch Louisiana Tech. So they need to win tonight against UAB, and then they need help. They need North Texas to get beat. So you you've got to do that. Here's here's the good thing about it. Your destiny lies in your hands. That that's what happens. So on the road tonight, do what you can do. They need to, as they've done, keep Jones and Grayson out of foul trouble and allow allow the defense to either focus on Dom Davis, which will open up underneath, or focus up underneath, which will free up some of the guard play. Right, and uh, they've played really well. That was a tough, tough loss they had Saturday to Rice. That, that's a game, obviously, that uh, was decided in the last couple of minutes. Could have gone either way. And uh, so you really have to hope that uh, – but, boy, you know, this is a, this is a tough two-game stretch. Uh, UAB, they're tough always. And uh, and as Coach McDella said, Charlotte's probably the best team in the league. So uh, the double bye is, is – uh, she told me she's more interested in getting the double bye than she is winning the West. I think that's more important to her. And it uh, gives you a much, much, much better chance in the tournament if you get two first-round buys, right? Cheer for the Lady Roadrunners of UTSA right. tonight. Six thirty, they play uh, Mean Green, uh, North Texas Mean Green, out in Denton, and then UTEP. Uh, North Texas does get two home games to finish the season. UTEP plays them Saturday. Lady Eagles uh, need at least one of those games, North Texas, to lose, preferably both of them, and then they got to take care of business. Right. Uh, so the Lady Eagles tonight, six o'clock against UAB, and then uh, at Charlotte Saturday. And uh, everybody should hope uh, that the Lady Eagles uh, do very well. Baseball at Louisiana Lafayette uh, over the next uh, three nights, Friday night, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. That should that should be an interesting series. If it's, if it's anything like last year, Luke, uh, it'll be a great series. Here's my question. Tomorrow night, does Danny Lynch get booed when he comes to the plate? If that's all he gets, I'll be happy. <laughs> he maybe should wear about three football helmets tomorrow. So, and and uh, uh, nobody's stupid enough to throw out the gate, but you 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 better watch out. Uh, the uh, The memory is quite long, uh, especially down in Cajun country, and so uh, Danny just needs Danny needs to watch. The Parrothead jersey will be displayed somewhere. Right. Now we're gonna have some fun when we come back. Stay with us. Hey, welcome to the back to the Southern Bancor Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us. This segment sponsored by our good friends at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Slade and his gang serve delicious food, and uh, they've always got the big game on the TV. 
And uh, we hope that the next time you're in town or if you're already in town, uh, you'll enjoy one of their great lunches uh, Monday through Friday and uh, enjoy the atmosphere and the good times you'll always find at Four Street Bar Grill. One of my uh, best baseball buddies that I've met through the years and have enjoyed baseball with is Al Baker and his lovely wife, Nan. And uh, these are these are baseball fans now that put their money where their mouths is. They live up in Winona, and they're here every time the Golden Eagles take the field. Uh, they spend the weekend in Hattiesburg uh, watching the Golden Eagles. Just a couple years ago, Al, you and you and I and Nan had a great uh, meal after a Southern Miss Ohio State game in Pensacola. So you go wherever the Golden Eagles go, largely to watch them play. Well, that's right. We really did enjoy that tournament down there in Pensacola. I wish we could get back on that somehow. Yeah. Whatever got us off, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we had a great time, and we do enjoy Southern Miss baseball. All right. Now, I know that you live up in Winona, and having lived in the Delta, that's just east of where I lived, and I know that that's very close to uh, very close to start. When I don't know if you can hear this, but before I get to it, Luke and I uh, tried to talk to some Mississippi State fans today about last night's game, and this is what we got from them. In case you can't hear that, Al, those are crickets. And uh, that is about all that's about all they had to say to us. Well, but, <laughs> look, that, that, that is really more than what I heard them say this morning. Uh, all right, now but, but let, let me set the stage here. Al told me earlier this week that he has coffee every morning at the local McDonald's there in Winona. And uh, he has a big group of friends, and they're almost all Mississippi State fans. And so, Al, my question is, did you have coffee this morning? And if you did, I'm going to guess yours was a little sweeter than theirs. It was much sweeter than what they were drinking. I don't know really what they were drinking, but it wasn't very much, wasn't good to them. Had that sour Uh, look on their face, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I tell you, one guy came in there on with a Mississippi State cap on I hadn't seen before, and I asked him, what in the world are you doing with that, ca- that cap on? He said, man, i got to do anything I do to change how I look after playing last night. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm changing everything I'm wearing. <laughs> well, I don't think it, it would have helped last night. But uh, so, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you enjoy the coffee uh, meeting this morning, Al? About 12. About a 12. Okay. About a 12. Yeah. I tell you what, tell you what, Bob, in, in the group we drink with, it's, uh, and that is drink coffee, I mean. Uh, <laughs> right. Those, right. Yeah. There's, there's one guy that's an Ole Miss guy. He's, uh, he played football at Ole Miss. He's from Winona. And he kind of led, helped lead me into it with him because. Yeah, he enjoyed it almost as much as I did. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, Luke Al is a, is the kind of guy that, uh, like I say, he never misses a, a baseball game. He uh, he has his own hat that has its own hair, and uh, he's uh, he's quite a he's quite a fixture at the Pete at the Pete Luke. Al, uh, you know, last night, kind of talking the baseball part, and, and in recent memory, you who have watched a lot of Southern Miss baseball, probably Tanner Hall, that was probably the most dominating midweek performance we maybe had in, in over a decade, stretching back to maybe some things that Todd McInnes did. I agree with that. Uh, seeing guys pitch like that really, really encourages to keep coming back. I tell you, uh, 13 strikeouts, that's pretty impressive, but I, of course, I remember like you say, McInnes, uh, Tyler Kahn was a pretty good pitcher, too. I remember uh, he was very good for us. He was our closer. 
But, uh, you know, I, as old as I am, I'm getting my memory not quite as good as it once was. But I've been going ball games down there a long time and really football games a lot longer than that because we were in Tuscaloosa when we beat the Bear in 81. But, uh, you know, it's just encouraging when we hear a game or see a game. We couldn't see it last night. It wasn't on TV. And, of course, we did listen to it. But uh, the Mississippi State fans up here, they kind of got the dog tail between the legs today. <laughs> they they kind of ducking around. Uh, they they were so upset because not only our game, but they lost an overtime game to Auburn last night at home. Yeah. So they, they, yeah. they wasn't in very very good mood. Not at, not at all. Bob, we didn't talk about this in the first segment, but you were there, um, and, and I assume that the atmosphere of almost 6,400 people, it was pretty electric. No, it's great. I mean, people in Mississippi love college baseball, and, uh, you know, the place was, about, I'd say 90, I don't know what that place holds, but it was at least 90, 95% full, and, you know, it was good-spirited. I didn't I didn't hear any, any yeah-yeah in between anybody. Uh, they got a little upset a couple times late in the game, but they were frustrated. And uh, overall, it was a great atmosphere, and it just reminded me of uh, what a wonderful sport college baseball is and uh, how all of us in Mississippi love it. All right, Al, let me, now let me remind you of one thing. Luke said earlier that some state fans were saying this was like our World Series, but here's a stat for you to keep in mind the next time you hear this. You can tell them, well, that was the sixth time in the last 11 games we've beaten you, so we've become pretty accustomed to that. Uh, the next time you beat us, it may be your next attempt at the World Series. So just make sure that they keep that in mind, Al. Yeah, not not only getting accustomed to it, but we really expect it. You know? We expect uh, it, right. We expect yeah, it. They, yeah, we expect it. There's no reason to think that this year – Really couldn't be our year with the pitching staff. We yeah, got. I wonder uh, about that. Yeah, myself. Now, look, I'm gonna tell you something before I let you go. It's gonna make you feel young. You said that uh, that may have been the greatest pitching performance you've seen. We we tracked it down through Jack Duggan today. The greatest single pitching performance for Southern Miss was a gentleman named Fred Waters. He struck out 19 batters against Loyola of New Orleans. But Al, that was in 1948. So I don't think you were there for that one. Oh. I, I didn't make. I, I, I think I had gone to the library that day or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and we should point out that Al's lovely wife Nan, a former member of the state college board, that's another thing you and I have in common. Al, we both married up pretty significantly, didn't we? Oh, there's no doubt. I, I, I didn't really. I can't cover my punt coverage. I tell you. <laughs> Well, look, man, I look forward to seeing you at the next uh, home game as well as Miss Nan. And uh, thanks for having a little fun with us today. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, had a, I had a phone call yesterday from a very dear friend of mine up in Greenville who's a massive Mississippi State fan. And, uh, you know, friendships surpass sports. And uh, this is this is all in fun. And I'm sure those guys will oh, remain yeah. your friends. And uh, Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. That's absolutely. part of it. That's part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. We appreciate you having that fun with us. You and uh, Miss Nan have a great day. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Al Baker and Nan Baker, we should say, from Winona, Mississippi. And two just two wonderful people, Luke. And these are people that they drive from Winona. They're there on Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, rain, shine, cold, hot, doesn't matter. Spend the whole weekend in Hattiesburg and drive back to Winona on Sunday night. Uh, real Southern Miss baseball fans. Good stuff. And, that, and that's why... We we love Southern Miss baseball because it brings together 
you know, just so many people. I'm excited this year. I had I had some talks with some guys last night and earlier this week. Guys that that live in this community that that aren't that traditionally aren't Southern Miss fans, uh, but love baseball. And so we're going to get them out to the Pete numerous times a year. Some of these guys have moved, you know, into Jones County from from outside. We we kind of have that uh, going on right now. Different people from around the country moving to Jones County of all places. But but people wherever they go, they appreciate college, solid college baseball. And uh, and Southern Miss, you know, they'll be ranked uh, if if we go down and win the series at Lafayette, they will be in the top twenty five next week. Yeah, sure. it uh, it was just a great atmosphere last night. It was a real tribute to what college baseball has become in the state of Mississippi. I couldn't, I couldn't help but sit there for a few minutes last night and think back on the interview we had earlier this week with Hill Denson and how he talked so lovingly about Coach Ron Polk. And, uh, you know, give credit where credit's due. Mississippi State is the bell cow program in the state, uh, 10 World Series and a, world, and a national championship. And Ron Polk, uh, and Hill Denson said as much, Ron Polk is really the guy that sort of set the stage for what we see in college baseball today, and it it has certainly uh, found its roots here in the state of Mississippi, and uh, is a beloved sport by by our fellow Mississippians. There's no doubt about that. We want to give a shout out um, to uh, you know this was the week that the State of the Union went. Not much memorable from that experience, but but Hattiesburg uh, representative uh, from District 102, Missy McGee, with probably the tweet of the week uh, this morning. Apparently, uh, Mississippi State's baseball team was recognized on the House floor in Jackson today for winning the uh, the championship last year. And so Missy McGee tweets out this morning, congrats to MSU baseball on being recognized on the House floor for the 2021 College World Series championship. It's nice to see them getting some consolation after their resounding loss to <laughs> Southern Miss baseball last night. Hashtag SMTTT. Well done, ma'am. Absolutely. We're glad you're representing us. Absolutely. All right, we've had our fun today. Mississippi State goes to Tulane this weekend, Southern Miss to Louisiana Tech. I'm sorry, to Louisiana Lafayette. Time to put all this behind us. Every Everybody has to get focused on the weekend. We'll be back. We're going to wrap things up. Tell you about a special guest we're going to have tomorrow as well. You don't want to miss this. Stick around. To the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Thursday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. You know where they are on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Pro Shop, instructions, batting cages, training facility, 70-yard indoor turf artificial surface, and home of the Luke Johnson 5240. It's all at D1 and D-Bat oh, in Hattiesburg. D-BatHattiesburg.com. He's never, never going to let us forget that. Corville Todd of Southern Miss Track and Field, following his gold medal performance at the Conference USA Championships, will compete um, next week. 
looking to build off a fifth-place finish in the NCAA indoors last year. Uh, already is, a th- uh, let's see, three-quarters of an inch more than what he did last year. He actually jumped seven feet, three inches, three and a quarter inches uh, for his second straight high jump uh, title at Conference USA Indoors. Fourth year in a row, the Golden Eagles have won the high jump. He has been named the co-field performer of the meet. Congratulations, Corbell Todd. And hey guys, baseball um, news. So on May the 11th, the Atlanta Braves World Series trophy is actually on a tour right now. Uh, it's going to be in a lot of different places around the country, primarily the southeast. But on May the 11th at P. Taylor Park, the World Series trophy for uh, for the Atlanta Braves will be there starting at 5 p.m. Central. So, wow. Kelly, I think you joked uh, during the uh, the commercial, that's probably the only time anybody will see a World Series trophy this year. It's, it's really a shame. Uh, and, and I'll get to in a second. I just want to congratulate Corvell Todd, too. I've won one gold medal in my life, and I was so proud of it, I had it bronzed. <laughs> so I've got it, you know, at the house now. Okay, but there we go. <laughs> it's a drum. It's a, you don't have the... No, I don't have the drum. <laughs> you can play the crickets again. I, I was going to say, are the Mississippi yeah, what, what State fans? Yeah, yeah, go are ahead. they still here? What? State fans, there hello. You there, there you go, Kevin. Where are you now? <laughs> no, here's the deal with Major League Baseball. I've never in my lifetime, which goes back, as you know, 147 years, I've never seen a collective group of people like the people in our country so angry with a commissioner right now as Rob Manfred. Uh, people inside of Major League Baseball even think that that Rob Manfred just simply doesn't even like baseball um, because the impasse now that the, the players have been locked out, the first two weeks of the Major League season have already been canceled. Now, there are some informal talks you know, going on uh, now, but if something isn't reached really, really soon, you're going to find that people are going to find something else to do. And you know, college baseball would certainly reap the benefits of that. People want to watch baseball games. Uh, but the players say that they've made plenty of, uh, of you know, things that the, that the owners want decreasing the number of minor league teams, which the teams then answer back, okay, well, if you're not going to have to pay a number of players on the number of minor league teams, that means you've got more money to work with. So with that money you're going to be saving, give some of it to the minor league players that will continue to be in the minor leagues, increase their housing allowance, increase their salaries, things of that nature. And that stands to reason. But the owners aren't budging. It's a matter of greed, and very few times in these labor disputes am I with the athletes, but in this one, I'm 100% behind the players. We'll see what happens and how long it might take. All right, uh, so we'll see how that plans out. Uh, Kelly, Luke, I want our listeners to pay close attention to this, something very special tomorrow on the Eagle Hour. Big announcement? If you were old enough or wise enough to have followed the Johnny Carson show, you know about the great Kelnack the Magnificent. Car- Karnak. Karnak, that's right. Karnak the Magnificent. Well, Karnak has long since passed and gone to the great skies in the east, Kelly. But the Eagle Hour, yes. in its crack investigative form, yes. has located Karnak's great-great-nephew, Kelnack the Magnificent. <laughs> Tell our audience just a little bit about Kelnak and his great-great-uncle, Karnak. Well, Kelnak is able to divine answers of questions that people might have across the sports world. Particularly, there are several questions on the Southern Miss horizon that people may want to have the answers for. And tomorrow, on this very program, 
Kelnack will answer questions never before seen, never before asked. Kelnack will have the answers. All-knowing, former soothsayer and speechwriter for Mike Leach. <laughs> Kelnack the Magnificent on the Eagle Hour tomorrow at 1.40. Make sure you're tuned in. I don't know that I would brag about being a, a, a speechwriter for Mike Leach. Yes, and we understand that, that, that his answers have been sealed hermetically in a mayonnaise jar, and they currently sit on Rodney Bennett's front porch awaiting tomorrow's unveiling. No one. No one has seen those envelopes. No one knows no. the answers. Um, but Kelnack will have those. He'll have, the, he'll have the answers. With his camel hump. Yes. hump. He'll be <laughs> look, I, look, I'm sorry you won't be here for that, but we will record it and make sure that you receive a copy. Yeah, I'm actually reading about Karnak the Magnificent on uh, Wikipedia, and it doesn't seem that the article's been updated since 1972. Well, that's when Karnak <laughs> passed. He passed on to the great skies of the of the Far East. But yeah. I'm very impressed with our staff, Bob, coming up with Kelnak's theme music there. That was I don't, I don't credit know where, Michael Mergens what, for that. Yeah, I was about to say, because the Eagle Hour Research Department was not involved in that. <laughs> this is Mergens Enterprises that, that comes up with all the music. Okay, we'll have that and some other great guests. Patrick McGee's going to be with us. and uh, Set your dials now for <laughs> Kelnack the Magnificent. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.